No, 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 no one. No one gives you fatties like Skippy and Bish. Show me the money. Let's, let's get it rolling. BetQL picking fatties. What's up? Welcome back to another edition of Picking Fatties on a Sunday, April 23rd. Got the skip. We got, we're bringing the band back together this time. We got the Edge from Big Fat Winners joining us today. We're going to do a little draft talk. I think, personally, I think the Edge here is like a young Mel Kuyper, personally. I mean, I I don't know anyone that makes better predictions on the draft, knows more about the people. So we're going to go over quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, basically offensive positions in the draft today. Again, Skippy, I'm in. I'm in the Springs. We got the Edge. He's where you're in. You're in uh, Dirty you're, Myrtle, baby. You know yeah, where you're in Myrtle. We know you're in Myrtle. I'm just saying. Were you just at the pool or what? Yeah, Beach? at the pool, a little golf earlier. You know, just trying to. How'd you hit it today? What's up? Man? Not great. No. Not great. Disappointing. No. It is putting putt really well. Putt really well. Putting well, but not hitting it. One well. birdie so, makes you want to come back, though. A little birdie, a little oh, birdie action on a par three, one sixty-seven. Yeah, about a par, a par makes you want to come back. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, I had some par. In yeah, fact, I, I was so I was on a, I was on a hike with my wife, father-in-law, and my phone was in the car, and I wouldn't have done it anyway. But old Landy, Landy Handy texted me and Kitty Boy there, Vesty. Hey, you guys want to play today at twelve twenty-four, which is about 30 minutes ago. Obviously, I wouldn't have done it anyway, but I didn't have my phone. And I'll be honest, I don't – where you, you've played at the country clubs. You know what I'm talking about. That's further east, and I'm going to tell you what, it might be a little windy there today, and that and it's not warm here. So a little crisp breeze when it's not very warm, not, not good. Dude, I got an idea. Let me move my family across the country to Colorado Springs as you hate hiking, and I love it there. As soon as I leave, I pack the, the kitties up. Pack the girl up, move back to Myrtle Beach. What do you do? Hiking boy. You know why I'm doing it? I'm doing it. You have to have something you do with your wife as you get older. You have to have something as you get older. You just have to do it. Like I've never, I've hiked more. This is a fact. So I've been here 25 years, basically. I've hiked more in the last month here, actually hiked. Wow. Than the entire 25 years I've lived here. So. I'm start. I'm enjoying it though. You know, we go right on the backside of my house, right? Like right up the road. You know, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, you about, can't be. You're in the prime hiking so spot you just, in the world. Yeah, you just you roll over. You you jump the fence. Now they try. So funny. They tried to build this big fence to keep people out, and people <laughs> just went with with uh, fence cutters, and they cut this huge hole in it. It's money. Of course, everybody behind, takes a shortcut. Well, yeah, behind the bushes. It's you know you can't even see. It. But anyway. It's nice back there, dude. The other day I saw a coyote, but it's just so peaceful back there. But today was good. It was about an hour and a half. I mean, I don't know. If if the kitten wasn't on the trail, the little meow, that's what you're doing. You're chasing the kitten, hoping you get a little action. Well, yeah, that hasn't been working, but yes, 100%. (laughs) I am. I am. I figure it might get her stirred up, but it hasn't worked yet. In fact, (laughs) we had the grandkids last night, so she's very tired today. So this will be. Another day with no meow meow for Skippy. Oh. That's all right. Fuck it. I'm getting old. Um. Anyway, so what we're gonna do? Let's get into. So obviously the draft. I mean, you're you're the master. Like I said. I mean, for people that don't know, I mean, years ago, years ago, one of our first seasons together, you said Lamar 
would win the MVP, which I actually clubbed you for saying it, and you were right. You also said he would be a, a very good NFL quarterback, which, again, debatable when he gets to the playoffs, but regular season, very good regular season quarterback, no question about it. I mean, obviously, he's a, a good quarterback in the NFL. Called You called Joe Burrow a few years ago, said not only would he win the Heisman National title, but he'd be cash money in the NFL. He and Haskins died on me. Don't club me out there, people. I know you're going to tweet me, but but the edge loved Haskins. Ooh, hey, he, well, he didn't really get a chance. I mean, he, I agree. We don't now, know most if he people, I know obviously not. he sucked when he played, but did he get a real chance? No, 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 he didn't get a real chance. And again, Burrow, again, like when you called on Burrow, I, there's no chance. I Burrow's a top four or five quarterbacks. Oh, the first today. show, Patty Himes, our old producer out there, I love this. Our first show where I was legitimate co-host, because for a while I was just, hey, come on, blah, 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 right? First year ever as legitimate co-host, August. We're talking draft when they had the draft later, right? It was later in the year, so it wasn't May then when they did the draft. It was, uh, you know, June, July, whatever it was. And so we're talking draft and like preseason college. Like we broke down the whole schedule for Bama. I call LSU beating Bama and I call Lamar. And I felt like I was an idiot. I mean, I, I knew I believed it, but I was like, man, that is some dumb shit to say on your first show. You think LSU is going to roll into Bama and beat Bama. And you think Lamar, who guys were literally, literally, Bill Polian said he was a receiver, truly. A Super Bowl winning GM I, said, hey, you better switch to receiver, kid. I remember, and I also crazy. remember that year that LSU team, probably the greatest college team of all time. Oh, but, nothing but chips for us oh, that year. I'm just saying, just look at their players too. I mean, they cover they have, too, baby. They have they have legit Pro Bowlers all over the NFL right now. So we're gonna get the Manders talk out the way because we know most. Of the yeah, I'm gonna get your. I mean, listen, it's every get, year. I know. I'm gonna get your thoughts on that. We'll we'll, we'll jump into that first before Groundhog's we get into. Day. Yeah, it's the same thing. So your thoughts on – now, you and I talked off the air, but what – your thoughts, you can't even believe, and then you take it from there. You can't even oh. believe the the talk is they're not making any kind of move at QB. You can't it's believe it. It's every year. It's every year, and you can't lie to me and tell me that they believe in how. If they believed in how, they would have put him in with the season on the line versus the Browns and said, hey, kid – we believe in you. Heineke would have not been playing, people. Don't give me that bullshit. They don't believe in him the way they're saying, or he would have been playing last year when there was something to play for. He didn't get that much better in the span of a few months. Now, he has the same chance today as he did then to be successful, which is a toss-up. In my eyes, less than a toss-up. I don't like his size. I mean, I'm not high on him. Not. I could be wrong, obviously. I think his upside is like a Colt McCoy type. I mean, if you want to roll it with Colt McCoy as your franchise quarterback, go ahead. You got a backup at quarterback. I think he'll be a career backup, but I could be wrong. Anybody could be wrong, but I'll put my nuts on the table and say how's going to be a backup. And I'll say the same thing I said last year and the year before since they picked Haskins, actually. And I was saying it the years before that until they finally did take a shot on the quarterback. You have to address quarterback and there's no better way to address it than the draft in the first round because of exactly what we're going to get into which is I don't think a lot of people listening really understand the financial structure and I know a lot of you do but most of people listening don't when you draft a guy in the first round his salary is set for five years you have a set salary that you know I'm paying my starting quarterback for five years this amount well that makes it a lot easier to build around a team yeah I mean that's what's going on with Lamar his 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 five years are up 
He wants to get paid, but look at what the Ravens have gotten out of him for four or this will be his fifth year. I think, uh, right. Or this might be his sixth year. Either way, it's either his fourth, but look what they've gotten out of him for like exactly what, so explain what you're talking about with that. Cause I, I, I really didn't oh, think about it. Let me, I'll break it, it down for sense. you. Like a small child. Listen to every, if I, like you need all these algorithms, you know, Moneyball and all this science and a good old boy system. It's one or the other, right? You're either in the good old boy system and it doesn't matter what you do. You keep getting retread GM here, coach there, whatever. Or you're this new up and coming analytics guy. But at the end of the day, none of that really matters as it relates to drafting in the first round. Because in the first 15 picks specifically, you cannot draft certain positions, and it's not just running back. There are certain positions financially where it does you nothing to draft in the first 15 picks, such as guard, right tackle, center, um, even tight end to some extent really doesn't benefit you at all. There's, And that's why you see a lot of teams just won't draft those positions in the first round period because you have to take a flyer. It only makes sense to take a flyer on a corner, a left tackle, a quarterback, not because, yeah, they're the most valuable positions, but because they save you the most in your cap space for five years if you hit on one. And that lets right. you build a better team around it. It's common sense. Right. Yeah, so, I don't think a lot of people think – I don't think a lot of people think that way. I'm Ron, sure. Right. I know one that doesn't, Ron Rivera, because the kid they drafted, Jeremy Davis – no, no matter how good he was, right? He could have been a pro bowler, whatever. He's not going to be Micah Parsons. He doesn't rush the passer that way. So the best he was going to be was a, a pro bowl inside linebacker. I mean, you don't make money. You don't save money by paying or by having an inside linebacker for five years locked up. It doesn't do you anything. Yeah, I, I, I'll i be honest. Like I said, I've said it many times on this show. I grew up, obviously, in D.C. area where my dad, you know, was – you know, we were, we obviously we, they were on every week, the Redskins, that was the glory days. And so they were good, but my dad liked them. But I, if you're, if you're growing up to, I mean, you just, the kids, you know, the 35 and under crew, like you just have never had any glory with the, they with spit the in your face or, is what they do. They, they yeah, actually hock a loogie in your face. Cause that's such a rabbit. I mean, people don't yeah. remember you were, you weren't even born when, the stands at, at JFK, they were literally going up and down when they're playing the cow. I mean, it was crazy playing the Cowboys. It, well, let me tell you this to all the Mariners fans. Hey, let me just say this to all of them. And, you know, I, I'm an antagonizer. How about them Cowboys, first of all? Second of all, don't tell me you won a Super Bowl when the kicker was MVP of the league. That's a farce. That's a bubble year for the NFL. Right. If the Lakers championship doesn't count, don't you dare tell me Mark Mosley was the MVP of the league and you won a Super Bowl. That's a far. That's an XFL trophy. Let's just move on because I know people are bitter to hear that. Oh, but they that's the reality. Faulty. But, the but, but you know, they listen to the, it didn't they, count. They listen to the junkies too. The junkies talk nothing but commanders. And I, I I'll be yeah. honest. I just I guess I don't ever understand with these teams because it's kind of the same, the same teams doing a lot of the same things year after year. Like if you're the commanders this year, like you said, when you go in with Howe or Heineke, I mean you just know that's going to be an, at best an eight or nine win team. If you're that's 17 if you're years old, who are you excited to see on the Red? Name the most exciting player on the Redskins. Go. Well, no, no, no. Take your time because you should be able to instantly wrap. But who's the guy that you come to watch the game to play on the Commanders team? You mean if it's me? I don't. None there, of them. How about if you're 16? There's nobody. Chase Young right. is terrible. There's not right. one. Don't tell me Jahan Dotson. Nobody. If you're not in Washington, D.C., nobody. Jahan Dotson's an afterthought. Right. No, I agree. 
I agree. It's 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 baffling. And I, and then I'm hearing other teams. So tell me how you th- quarterbacks in the draft. Your thoughts, and then obviously, just I'm going to repeat this at the end, and then we're oh, going to send yeah. a tweet out about it. As far as yeah. on Thursday night, we're going to do a live draft show on Twitter, I believe. So the I'll best. get the details. Whole first round. Yeah, we'll just do the first round, kind of like what we did last year. But- One of the most fun sporting event. There's, it's actually, I was telling you, it's the most fun sporting event to live stream a show for because of the pace of it. It's perfect. The, the just the way that it all breaks out, all the stuff you don't expect happens happens, and it's just. And we have perfect. shenanigans. We could have shenanigans this year. Oh, for sure, so. there is every year. Right. But, you know, you try to do a baseball game, basketball, whatever. You know, it's a game. People want to watch right. the game. The draft is, hey, let's watch and then talk about it. Let's discuss. Yeah. No no question. No, I agree with you. It's going to be – and like I said, there, there's going to be some trade-ups because I don't know what the car- – there's no chance the Cardinals sit at three. They ain't, there's no oh, way they're you not. You heard the new scuttlebutt. Uh, Levis going at two. That's See, the that new scuttlebutt. Is, He's the favorite is, to go at number two. Um, that is crazy to me. I know people look, people are high on. So let's it's crazy to me. We're gonna talk to quarterbacks, but what's craziest? We another thing we talked about is like the reason that you know everything is so old and antiquated, like Mel Kuyper, uh the McShay. You know, the one thing that they all any draft expert, I hate that term because there's not a single draft expert in the world other than the fucking edge. And here's why half of these guys aren't going to be more than half aren't even going to be in the NFL. So if you were a true draft guru, Mel Kuyper and McShay, you would say, Hey, Levis doesn't even deserve to be drafted or for, I'm just throwing out an example, but you would say most of these guys that you're spending hours breaking down just aren't going to be in the NFL. They're going to play for the defenders, not the commanders. They're going to not make it. So I think that's the biggest thing that frustrates me with these guys is don't tell me uh, you have 250 guys ranked. You only need 100. There's only going to be 100 real football players in this draft at the very, very best who actually do this for a living. The other 150 picks or whatever are going to be trash men or whatever. They're not going to be anything. They're going to be doing a podcast. I agree. I mean, I'm uh, again, I'm when I hear some of the talk that we hear it, I mean, we heard it last year with these quarterbacks, you hear it, you're hearing it again this year. I can't, I can't even believe it. And anybody that's watched our show these years, when I do, it'll tell you, like, I'll just straight up say there's two quarterbacks this draft period in the whole draft. Right. I've done that multiple times where it was Herbert and Burrow. That was the only two I liked that whole draft. Anyway, I got the same thing this year. I only like Stroud and Stroud. I don't really, there's one quarterback premier quarterback in this draft. You heard me. I would not take Bryce Young in the first 15 picks. I would not take Will Levis in the first round. I have Levis graded as – let me double-check what my grades were on him. I know I didn't like him. I had him dra- um, rated, let's see, I think third round with the, the best – oh, fifth round. Fifth round, complete bust, backup QB at the very best. Against Vanderbilt, he had 109 yards and one interception. And don't tell me he can run. That same game, he was minus 16 rushing yards. Now, I'm sure that had to do with sacks. He's not a runner like people want to make him out to be. So against Vanderbilt, who's barely a power five team, he netted his team 93 yards, and you're going to take him in the second with the second pick? Okay. By the way, while we're on the topic, and think about this while I'm breaking Levis down, you name me a top 15 quarterback who was not a stud, a true stud. When you, when you think of his name, if he wasn't a stud in college, but he's in the top 15 in the NFL now, and you tell me who you come up with. But Levis, uh, not only did he was he terrible against Vandy, if you take away the, the one game he had last year against Youngstown State, 
He threw for 2,029 yards. This quarterback who cannot run, he's a regular pocket quarterback with a little athleticism, might be able to scramble some every now and then, but he's not a runner. He had 2,029 yards passing in in college. I mean, that's so to think that he's going to come in and, and save your franchise is foolish. He's had three 300-yard passing games last year. Here's the names of the three teams he had 300 yards against. Youngstown State, Miami, Ohio, and Northern Illinois. Against Power 5 teams, he had 1,400 passing yards, and he averaged 177 yards per game against Power 5 teams, and he sucks. No, I agree. I mean, when I watched him against, I think Tennessee held held them to six points. They could do nothing offensively. They lost to home at Vanderbilt. Um, Like you said, three of their wins last year were against Northern Illinois, who they struggled against, to be honest with you. If you look at the scores, I think they struggled against Northern Illinois for a while. And then Youngstown, who, you know, and then also Miami of Ohio, which they did. It's not like they put up 50 on Miami of Ohio either. I think they put up 31, to be honest with you. I, I, I actually watched part of that you know, game. I agree on I agree you, on him. You don't know this answer, but who do you think my third quarterback? I'll tell you my second quarterback as far as just from a pure grade prospect standpoint is Anthony Richardson, and we'll break him down in a second. Who Ooh. do you think my third – and this is truly my third quarterback this draft. Well, and I took – now, remember, when I say third, I took Bryce Young just off my board. I mean, I'm not – I'm a GM who doesn't have a top five pick. I know he's going one or two – so he's not on my board. So my board starts with CJ Stroud. That was my only guy I would rate in the first or in the first 15 picks. Uh, I think he's a top five pick. I'll break him down a little more too. But Anthony Richardson's my second. Who do you think my third is? It'll blow you away. And I'm dead serious about it. God, and I'm trying. And it's to not Hayner. I'll give you that hint. It's not your boy Hayner at Fresno, but he, he's like a he's like a better Hayner. Really for the NFL. Because yeah, you know the games don't always translate, can I, man. Can I get a con- can I get a conference? Well, he played right near you. A lot, and he's not allowed to chase the kitten. Not at school, he's not. Oh, Brigham Young. Um, <laughs> you won't believe it. Hall? People are going to turn off the show when they hear this. Hall. Hall's my third quarterback. Yeah, he has everything. He. I can I mean, see that. I, I mean, I'll that. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. He's actually good. I think he's going to be – to me, he's a kid, unlike where I was not sold on his predecessor, where everyone yep. – and they the Jets – Yes, the exactly. He's a, like a – that's what I – that's in my notes right here. I, I said I believe he's better. I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be way better than Wilson, to be honest yeah. with you. I think yep. athletically, size, arm strength, all of it. So he's my third-ranked quarterback. I got Anthony Richardson second. He's got huge upside. I would take his flyer on him in the first round. Uh, Jaron Hall, I have him rated a second-round pick. He's a sleeper. I love his feet. I love his composure. He's a playmaker with great instincts. He's impressive when you watch the film. Um, got the most out of the players around him also, which I love. He ran a 4-6-2-40, which you just – when I say that, you're just shocked. Yes, he ran a 4-6-2. The only big concern is he is only six foot tall, but at least he is six foot. He's not 5'10", he's not 5'11". So, I mean, he is six foot, and I just think he's exactly what people thought Wilson would be, and I think he's going to be a starter. Now, I don't – is he going to set the world on fire? Not necessarily, but I could see him being a solid starter for teams. Um, my next guy – was it, it really falls off from there. I got Hendon Hooker, Aiden O'Connell, Malik Cunningham, and those are really – and I would take a flyer on Tanner McKee, but those are the only quarterbacks I would draft in the entire draft. There's no one else I'll, I would take. I'll tell you who's intriguing to me is Hooker because 
Uh, he's about, I think he's 26 or 27. So he ain't a kid. That's a big knock on him, by the way. That's a big knock for me. And my, that's the yeah. big thing. I The way yeah. I graded him is like I'm a GM. The reason he's a third round instead of a second is the age because you're losing two two seasons plus the injury. Now you're three seasons. He's going to be 26. You know, it's just you've lost three good years from him. Of course. But I will say this. Now, again, different quarterback, different system at Virginia Tech when he was there, but and I don't know if in Tennessee it was more of a system thing with hypo system, but yeah, unfortunately, he, yes. He, I know we don't want to think it, and we want to say, well, the Manders might take him, and you like him, and I like him, but that's one. No, we're old I, enough I now. Be. We look back on that, and we say, why did we like him? That I mean, it was if that the Manders, if the Manders were smart, especially you know, this is probably Rivera's last year, the GM's oh. last year with the new ownership coming in. You would, you know, think. exactly what they should do. I've they already should, told it, Twitter they world. Should sell, they should sell the farm yep. straight up. To three. It doesn't matter before the new ownership gets in there because it actually could save their jobs if it worked yeah. out. And it can't. And I would just any- make the Cardinals have – I would give them an offer they could not refuse. You exactly. want Will Anderson? Yes. Who cares? Take this you know, this year's first, next year's first, next year's second, whatever, and get yep. C.J. Stroud. If those two dummies in front of you, those two – idiot teams in front of you decide not to take a generational talent who I think can be a hall of famer, which is my last quarterback. I wanted to break down, which is CJ Stroud. Every other quarterback in this draft combined for uh, what was it? I think one touchdown, I believe I heard against Georgia. He had four. Um, so, you know, he's my guy. Um, poise under what about pressure. Richardson? I want you to break down rich. Cause I'm going to tell you when a guy throws for 50%, 51, 52% yeah. in college with all that athletic ability, it does make you wonder. So I'm just – I want your thoughts on Richardson. I know you like to look at the potential because that's what you look yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. He'd be my second QB on the board just based off the huge You don't upside. worry he might blow up, though, phys- Oh, like, I wait, think – oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have serious doubts. Weight-wise. I wouldn't take him top ten. But do you see what I mean with him? To me, I look at him as a potential guy who – yeah, who gets fat when he gets paid. You know what I mean? Well, that's and why just- you don't take him type top 10. I mean, that's why, you know, if I'm like a team like the 49 or like these teams who are drafting now, he's not going to fall there. But I'm just saying my grade is, hey, if I have a top 10 pick, I'm not taking him. There's other players in this draft I'm taking over him. There's not a player in the entire draft I'm taking over Stroud. If you had a draft from 2021, 22, 23, those three draft classes, there's only one prospect I've had ranked higher than him based on pure value, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, quarterbacks hold more value. Therefore, Lawrence would be my number one, and Stroud would be my number two out of those three entire draft classes. So, I mean, he's my guy. Anthony Richardson, if you had a gun to my head, probably a bust, but he's the second-best prospect to me in this draft because of the upside. Uh, He does have a big arm, but the problem is he sucks on – easy open passes which is a huge concern but it is you know the funny thing about that is that you can get better at that i agree you can but i don't i don't i don't know that i don't i'm not a huge believer in um guys get way more accurate in the nfl than they were in college i just find that hard to believe man i mean it's one thing to be sick you know trey lance struggled with it a little the little bit we got to see him too where now, he played at North Dakota State, but he only completed, I think, at North Dakota he, State maybe 62, exactly. 63%. You know what does happen, though, that I don't think people think about with quarterbacks? And I, it just does. Their arm gets stronger. Dak Prescott's arm has gotten stronger. Tony Romo's arm – and now I'm bringing up Cowboys because that's who I watch every year, every game. 
but their arms got noticeably stronger second, not second, but maybe third, fourth, fifth year. You start to see, wow, he's got a lot more zip on that ball. And that's really going to help Aiden O'Connell, who I like a lot. I think his arm will get stronger as he's in the league. And I think he'll be a good backup for a team. The I like kid from that. Purdue. I mean, he's got his film really jumps out at you. I mean, he he really is a baller. The way that with his ball placement, he's got some of the best ball placement in the draft. No, you're right. He he's got. I mean, outstanding in the red zone. Also, that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. That's so important when you're evaluating these quarterbacks and your NFL team. You have got to be out. I need you to be outstanding in college in the red zone because that means you might be at least average in the NFL with a chance to be better. But if you're not outstanding in the red zone in college, you are not on my board because you're not going to get any better in the NFL. You're going to get worse. No, I can see that. I, I I like him too a little bit. Now he you know who sucks in the red zone. Will Levis sucks oh, in the red zone. Terrible. He sucks. Terrible. He yeah. did. He actually did suck in the red zone. Yes. Um, that's why they didn't and, score and, a lot. And, and I'm going to tell you who else at times last year, surprisingly, Young sometimes would muck up in the red zone. Not all oh. the time, but for Bama, they would sometimes. Like there were just times you're like, of course they're going to get a touchdown yeah. here. And Saban would lose his oh, mind. I think he makes all listen, I think he's smart enough to do it. I think he makes the right decisions. I think if he had CJ Stroud's talent, as far as just from a pure physical standpoint, he'd be a Hall of Famer. But you know, he's just it's a fact of and as I'm getting older with gambling and just breaking down sports, it's like sometimes you even you 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 just know like you're gonna be wrong. Like I wanna like Bryce Young and all that, but his upside, his ceiling is Kyler Murray. That's his upside. His, that's his – the best you're ever going to get from him is what Kyler Murray is, which is a disaster for your franchise because he keeps you in that oh, purgatory yeah. of – you have to have that. everything go right to win a Super Bowl with him. He's a very good quarterback. He'll win you games. But he gets hurt a lot. So Dude, why does everything go right? One, you got to keep him healthy. Two, you better have a run game. Three, you better have a defense. And it's not because he can't make plays and win you games. It's because he gets hurt if he has to make too many plays and win you too many games. Then he's not there. Well, and not only that, but – and he's definitely one that um, – what we call – I called it from him before when he was in college. Just his whole attitude wouldn't yeah. be on – wouldn't have him you on did. my team. He's a, he's a cancer in the locker room. He doesn't – he's not a winner. He doesn't win. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's okay. He had a great start to the to the year, not last year, the year before. They started off 7-0, and and they barely made the playoffs, and they got pummeled by the Rams in the wild card game. Yep. But But – you know, then there's last year. And like you said, the key, the key for some of these guys too, especially these guys like young, he's not, his size has got to be a question. And some of these other guys, the key is again, if they're not healthy, if they're not there, it's irrelevant how talented they are. And with Murray, we've seen him over the last couple of years, he's missed some games. And once that starts, like you said, with Murray, he has to do so much to get, you know, they can win games, but to really get anywhere for the, for the Cardinals, he has to do so much, which affects them because then he's not healthy. And then you got Colt McCoy and then Colt McCoy gets pummeled. And then there's your season. Yep. You know what I mean? And happens so all the time. yeah, it happens all the time. What about receivers before we wrap it? Um, we'll get to running backs and receivers. What are your thoughts? Any running backs that you look at? Everyone's super high on uh, Robinson from Texas. Your thoughts? Oh, I mean, the, the fact that no, no, the fact that anybody would compare him to Adrian Peterson or like a generational type. Right, that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, no, I, he's he's a, a a jag as far as first round 
you know, if he's a first round running back, he's just another guy at first in the first round. Do I think he's a first round running back? Borderline. I, I would say late first round. I mean, I like him. I think he's really going to be great in the NFL as far as, you know, just from is he a top 10 running back in the NFL? Yeah, I think he'll be right in that top 10 area. But a guy who I think could be even higher than him, there's two guys that I think have more upside than Robinson, and it's Devon Achen from Texas A&M and the boy Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Those are my two guys with the way the NFL is going with the catching out of the backfield and the way that – you know what matters to me nowadays in the NFL is two things. Do I have a guy that can get me two yards when I need it, and do I have a guy who can hit an 80-yarder at any moment? I don't need one guy anymore. That's just the reality. That so is. I don't need a B. John right. Robinson. I need a guy who can hit an 80-yarder, and then I'll go out in free agency and pay some guy – 10 bucks to get me two yards, some bulldozer guy. Well, yeah, because I right off the top of my head, uh, the kid Foreman from Texas, remember him? Was oh, it Foreman? Yeah. Yep. yeah, Dante Foreman. He, he's got a 1,000 yards with two teams or, or right around. A th- I mean, he's been a really solid Absol- back. Absolute my beast for Nobody Tennessee. wants him. Deontay Foreman, right. Texans did, uh, Titans didn't want him. Now Texans don't want him. And all he does is, you know, he's a great running back for the short, you know, two yards, three yards, whatever. And so you can get a guy like that anytime. I need a guy that can hit it 80 yards, and I love Gibbs and Aitchin. Devon Aiken, all he's done his whole time at Texas A&M is be their best player. That's all he's done. So who else? So we talk Rob, who who else? Because you you like to talk about some sleepers, running backs. I'm Another guy. Name. I think this is one of the deepest running back classes in a long time. I mean, if you need a running back, take them late, take them early, take them whenever you want. Because there's guys like Eric Gray from Oklahoma who remind me a lot of Gibbs and H in the sense that they can he can just hit it at any time. He's good out of the backfield. I like Bigsby. I like uh, the kid from TCU Miller a ton. Spears from Tulane, a lot of people are higher on him than I am, but I, the athletes in this draft are crazy. The kid, uh, Israel Abakinad, or however you say his last name, from Pitt, he had an unbelievable, just yeah. from a pure workout. I mean, but mm-hmm. then how do you not take a flyer on a guy in the seventh round like uh, Mohamed, how, how do you say his name, Mohamed Ibrahim, the kid from Minnesota? Yeah, he tore his knee up three times, whatever it is, but man, when he plays, he's dominant. Yeah, I, so I'll be shocked if someone doesn't at least take a flyer, test the knee. If he doesn't make it and, he, and you draft them late, oh, well. There no, are so no, many no backs no in this foul. draft, dude. There's so many. I like Tank's, Tank Bigsby from Auburn, Chase Brown, Sean Tucker. I'm not as big on either of those guys, but I do think they'll get drafted somewhere. Um, not as big on Dwayne McBride from UAB. Two real deep sleepers. I'm not big on Johnson, the kid from Texas at all, by the way. Not interested. He's not special. He's not fast. He's just – I don't think he's an NFL player. He was a second string behind Bijan. Another kid I hate, I wouldn't draft him in seven rounds, is Zach Charbonnet. He's apparently – I know. I don't, I don't, I don't love him at all. No. To, me, he does, to me, he's he, – I just think he's not agile enough. He's a the college back. Yeah, he's a college back. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Big recruit, wows you with all the measurables and all that. But then in the game, he he's just not the guy. Two deep sleepers. I mean, like, might not even – I don't even think – they might not get drafted at all. I would draft him as Tavon Thomas, uh, Tavion Thomas from Utah. I really think he's got a chance in the NFL. And another one from App State, tall boy, Cameron Peoples. I like oh, both I of like those him. guys. You can get I those like- guys seventh round. Maybe like- even undrafted. Yeah, Pe- Peoples is a uh, – uh, Peoples – he people sleep on him for Dude, real. He's got a little Eric. I know it's. I mean, he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer, but I'm just saying for guys to kind of think about little Eric Dickerson. All like Eric Dickerson runs. I mean, he's not as fast at all, but I I think he's got a shot in the NFL. And Tavion Thomas was 
outstanding at Utah. He runs a lot like NFL backs need to run with his vision and everything. There's nothing more important that you, you got to really analyze than vision when you're breaking down these backs. And that's why I love uh, the kid from AM and from Bama. Gibbs and uh, Kane, however you said, Devon H, and th- those guys have outstanding vision. And I feel like when they're on the field, dude, you have to worry so much about them. That's what I like in a running back. I want the defense to have to worry. No, I like it. I like that. And we'll, obviously, we'll talk more about that on Thursday during the draft. And then lastly, before we roll, receivers, who's got well, your – Jalen Hyatt is my number one guy. He's really the only guy that I think is truly, truly going to be like a game changer. Um, and I don't know where he's ranked for most people. I think he's third, fourth, fifth, whatever. I got Jordan Addison second. I got Jackson Smith third. I think Jackson Smith's going to be a lot like Landry from LSU. I think he's got Jarvis Landry written all over him, which is a solid guy, but not anything like he was supposed to be. Um, the guy I really like who is probably going to be, I think, maybe third round is A.T. Perry, man, 6'4", 4'4", Wake Forest, made plays, great in the red zone, great on the deep ball. He's got, like, everything you need. But Jalen Hyatt, this is my fucking guy. Five touchdowns versus Bama, best wide receiver in the country last year. He's fast. He plays bigger than than he's actually, you know, he's whatever he is, six foot, 185, whatever. He plays bigger than that. He looks bigger than that in pads. And he plays even faster. He ran a legit 4-4 flat. He plays even faster than that. He reminds me of Jalen Waddle to a T. And Waddle is damn sure worth the first round pick. Oh, hell yeah. And Hyde is, is Tennessee for people. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, five touchdowns yeah. versus Bama. I mean, nobody does that. The tight end class is so much better than the wide receiver class. The wide receiver class is really, really down this year. I, they're not even worth talking about. I mean, we'll talk about them more on Thursday. Real quick with tight ends, I think there's going to be seven or more guys that are worth draft. Well, I, I have it graded that way. There's seven guys I would draft. Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, Zach Kunt. He's from Old Dominion. Like him a ton. Don't oh, yeah, that's that, that kid from Old Dominion's good. Yeah, Josh Wiley from Cincy, Cameron Latua from uh, Alabama, Will Mallory from Miami, and Sam Laporta, who, dude, if there's any guy that's been hurt by the, the strength of this tight end class, I mean, if Sam Laporta in most draft classes would be a two, second or third tight end, to me he's eighth or ninth this year. I mean, I love the tight ends. I really do. I think there's three or four guys worth taking in. Well, I got – let's see, I got – I have five guys uh, graded in the top three rounds. I love it. Well, we'll do it. We'll get into that more on Thursday night. So anything else before we wrap up? No, I can't. Listen, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the draft show. It's going to be so fun. Yeah, we'll do the whole – what we'll do is we'll do the whole first round uh, because that'll that'll – And we'll do questions and all that. You know how we roll. We'll do all the questions, maybe bring some people in. You know, that's going to be a great time. I'll have have Dylan – get it out on Twitter. So at least people know if someone yep. wants to, someone wants to fun. chime in, ask us questions, we'll figure out um, how they can ask questions. And again, I don't care what people good or bad, if they can say what they want, it doesn't matter. We'll take, no, we'll take it all. We don't, Most guys we don't. have real questions when we do. No, the no, no. Pictures. I know, but you know, yeah, you I mean, there's so much going off. on, man. It's crazy. We always get one Jack off and that's fine. I'll roll with them. <laughs> you know how I roll. Let's go. Uh, let's go. All right. So back, uh, Again, we got the edge. We'll be back Thursday night. Tomorrow yep. will be JG. Tuesday will be Bishop. Lots of shows this week. Edge might start rolling on once a week. So I'm going to try to put out some content while Bishop's coaching softball because he's not available. Hey, as much. We just need one, boys. I know you're listening out there. We just need one college football 
total over under oh. one team put it all last year usc fatty oh, and lastly, one. one of the things we're going to talk about um on thursday a little bit before you know while we're getting ready for the draft is that new college rule dude that's going to change the game oh. with not stopping the, the gambling clock. more than anything well big of course it's going to completely gambling. change it I, i'm going to look up the stat i bet there were hundreds literally hundreds and hundreds of touchdowns in college football in the last two minutes last year of right. the game. And that new rule completely changes a lot of different, it really makes a, it's going to make a huge difference. Yes. They did it a few years ago. They did a stupid thing where it didn't stop on the kickoff. I don't remember. They just tried it one year. It was the worst rule ever. It was years and years ago and they didn't stop it on first downs. And what a difference it makes, man. It yes. in college. You're just used to this clock stopping. Uh, People, they'll have to coach differently, everything. So we'll get into that as well. Can't wait. You good? I'm we good. Done? Can't wait till Thursday, boys. See you then. All right, boys. Picking fatties. Uh, continue to, again, follow us at Picking Fatties on Twitter. Thanks for the download. Subscribe. Spread the word. Uh, like I said, The Edge will be back Thursday night. What's up? It's Skippy. You've been listening to BetQL Picking Fatties. If you like what you hear from Bish and myself, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a rating. And you want to keep coming back every day because we have new episodes being released seven days a week. And we're giving out 